Welcome back to New Rockstars. This is The Big Question, the show that gives you too much information about whether or not all Avengers go to heaven. Will Vision burn forever in digital hell? Are any of us really alive? Do souls exist? That's uh, something to drink for. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. I got a soul now. Yeah, um, hell yeah. <laughs> hey, well, New Rockstars is here to help you navigate through all metaphysical existential crises. We're going to figure this out together. I'm Eric Voss. Here with me is Tommy Bechtold. How you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing great. Uh, you know, they they call me the godfather of soul. They call you that? That's a title that I <laughs> willingly accept. I'm a soul man through and through. It is well earned. Um, so <laughs> WandaVision, we just learned uh, not too long ago, is officially releasing January 15th. Mm -hmm. So now, really, its biggest mystery is how is Vision alive again after dying twice? Mm. Which then, you know, brings up the question, was he ever really alive mm. in the sense of what we understand being alive to be? How exactly was Vision created? What part of Vision is Vision? We got all these questions. So really, Tommy, what's the big question that's going to condense all this confusion for us? Eric, it's simple. Does Vision have a soul? Because being alive isn't necessarily the same thing as having a soul. Right. Many of us become soulless right. this time of year. Yeah. <sighs> Grinches. But to answer your question, no. See you next week, everybody. Oh, Lauren, thanks for bringing us on. Uh, NBC, you guys. But uh, hey, this has been wild. Uh, yeah, look, the guy playing that saxophone. Doing this the same way 40 years? Oh, no, no, no. We're just kidding. We're just kidding. So this question was actually inspired by A. Jessel on our Discord, who asked, what is the status of Vision going to be after the first season of WandaVision, dead or alive? Well, even before we get to after the first season, we're talking about during the first season. To understand WandaVision and how Vision is alive again, uh, before we even get to the metaphysics of it all, we kind of have to break down the confusing process of Vision's creation, because honestly, Honestly, I doubt 95% of MCU fans could explain off the top of their heads, no. even if they had the Mind Stone wedged in their heads. Like, Tommy, just off the top of your head, what, what do you think? Well, you know, when a mommy vision and a daddy vision are in love, <laughs> they create a sentient being out of Stark Industries, artificial intelligence, and 3D printers. And much like a Mr. Potato Head, it's the sum of all the magical parts that make a vision. Nailed it. Thank Good you. Good night, everybody. Good night. See you next week. Great work. Uh, Dave Chappelle will be here. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> right? It's hard. And look, I make videos about this all the time. And even still, I have to go rewatch Age of Ultron to be exactly mm -hmm. sure on mm -hmm. how he was made. So how was Vision made? This is our first chapter here. Well, Vision was originally designed by Ultron to be Ultron's final form android body. Ultron used Dr. Helen Cho's human tissue generation tech. Fused using those synthetic cells with vibranium atoms. So just right here, we're, we're building our math formula here. We got human tissue mm. plus vibranium. Great combo. It starts there. But then Ultron powered this body with the Mind Stone, mm. which was the source of his own artificial intelligence. Right. Tony derived, remember there's that amorphous blue AI blob form, uh, the hollow projected to compare to Jarvis. Yes. That was cosmic tech derived from infinity stone power. And that is... Uh, that blob is what became Ultron. Mm -hmm. uh, so now Ultron is trying to uh, plug in that magic 
ethernet directly into the body by putting the stone there. Mm -hmm. At this stage, we got human tissue plus vibranium plus the mind stone. Now, according to Ultron, the final piece of this puzzle was supposed to be his own evolved consciousness into the body, but that didn't get added. He was interrupted. The Avengers took the cradle and then Tony decided to replace what Ultron was going to put in there with the nice, peaceful OS of Jarvis. Ah, yes. Here we go. We got human tissue plus vibranium plus mindstone plus Jarvis. Mm. That's four components, but we're not done yet because finally Thor woke up this android with a spark of life from Mjolnir. Mm. And that love tap is, many believe, or at least a big part of the reason that Vision can lift Mjolnir. Mm. And they also got the name Vision canonically in the MCU after Thor's vision of Vision in the bathtub. So, so we got vision equals human tissue plus vibranium plus mindstone plus Jarvis plus Asgardian magic. Ah, well, yes. Tale as old as time. <laughs> in other words, and this is why I have gripes with Vision for all you people wondering why I'm always, you know, being mean to him. Yeah. Vision is essentially all the overcomplicated writing of Age of Ultron bottled up in a Heinz colored cluster. That makes each of those individual components less cool. So basically, Vision is like, ah, I'm Vision. I'm less than the sum of my parts. <laughs> you know who I bet also hates Vision? Paul Bettany. Because he went from a very cushy voiceover job that he probably made a ton <laughs> of money doing to having to get practical prosthetics and makeup put on him for hours every day to play this soulless, suck-ass character in the MCU. Just kidding, guys. I love him. Don't 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 come at me in the comments. I'm a Vision kid all yeah. the way. <laughs> you know every time Paul Bettany has to get that red makeup put on, he's like, my agent was able to negotiate 250000 more per picture just for this. Was it worth it? Yes. Was it worth it? it? Was it all worth it? I don't know. But okay, so now that we know how he was made, we have to ask, is this Frankenstein monstrosity mm. alive? <laughs> Well, what makes something alive? Mm. According to Biology 101, there are seven characteristics of a living organism. Mm. One, it responds to external stimuli. Two, it can grow and change over time. Three, it produces offspring. Oh, hell Four, yeah. it maintains a stable body temperature. Not Five, not me. It metabolizes energy. Not very quickly. Six, it consists of one or more cells. That I guarantee I have. And seven, it is uh, capable of adapting to its environment. Yes, I bought a comfortable fleece at BJ's Wholesale Club today, adapting <laughs> to the cold temperatures. I'm alive, Eric. I'm we alive. We know Tommy's alive. This is great. Because news. You haven't passed all the Turing tests. That we've run by you. I, so I have not really produced an offspring, but God, have I tried. And that brings <laughs> us to our sponsor, Adam and Eve. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, now, over these seven characteristics, there is some debate in the scientific community. For example, there are hybrid animals like mules. Mm. They're sterile. Not a single mule can produce an offspring. Uh -huh. So is it not an organism? Well, uh, yeah, it's an organism. But yeah, in general, most other things without uh, human interference mm. can produce offspring. And then there's the whole thing over viruses, right? So uh, viruses are not cellular. They require other cells that they can hijack and make copies. Mm. Uh, they replicate other viruses, but using the, the genetic information in those cells. But viruses do behave similarly to other types of life. So maybe we have to broaden our definitions of what an organism is. Mm. And there may be other things out there that we don't know about. Aliens watching us, silicon-based life forms. Oh, yeah. Reason. Hell yeah. I love when aliens watch. <laughs> Let's run vision through this. All right. So vision responds to stimuli. Yeah. Like, you know, when you try to pry out his mind stone. Yeah, he, did, Ouch! he didn't like it. 
He doesn't like that. Vision does grow and change over time. Mm -hmm. Like he, he grew that cape. He <laughs> yeah. uh, also changed into flesh betting oh, yes. in Infinity War. Now it is uncertain if Vision maintains a homeostasis or metabolizes anything. Like in uh, Civil War, he mentioned not really knowing what anything tastes like. He doesn't really eat. Mm. Uh, but his body does have human cellular tissue based on Helen Cho's contributions mm. of skin grafts to him. But uh, I will say when it comes to adaptation, his uh, his cape and the fact that he is flesh betony they did appear to be adaptations yeah. he became flesh betony to be able to blend in when they were on the run mm. the cape he looked at he's like oh thor has a cape i want a cape that was a, a form of an adaptation he had cape envy which we've all we've all been there we've all had that yeah, yeah. until we get sucked into jet engines now, Paul Bettany did just confirm in an interview that not only is Vision packing, there's something down there and he can adjust its density and it is, according to Bettany, purple. So there you go. You got a bionic eggplant that you can now imagine. Thanks, Paul. But uh, given his incorporation of human elements, I think we can conclude that Vision checks enough blocks, even as an android, to be considered alive. Mm -hmm. Would you say so? Is that fair? I think that's a big concession for me I, that I was able to conclude that this guy's alive. I agree that he's alive. I am a little sim more simple-minded than you, Eric. So in my mind, I, I always considered him alive, mostly because he died. Like, because yes. he became dead, he had to have once been alive, was my kind of simple shortcut to getting there. But uh, yeah. I can't stop wondering, did like Helen Cho have a say in how big uh, his package is? Like, was there any ever scientific debate? Like, we can't make him too big. That's unrealistic. But we should not make him insecure about it. So, I uh, mean, stay tuned for our next week's episode, Does Helen Cho because yeah. when she asked about whether Thor was going to be at that party, you know she was down. And Helen, I expect to see you at the party on Saturday. Will Thor be there? That's a good point. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. But I don't know, Tommy. Using your logic, um, you know, computers die. Mm -hmm. Cell phones die. True. Uh, car batteries die. Good point. So are all these things alive? Maybe those things are alive. Mm. Maybe this is a maximum overdrive reality, and <laughs> we need to expand our definition of whether machines can be Stay organized. away from the vending machines, if that's the case, because <laughs> that does not end well for that baseball team, if I recall correctly. <laughs> yeah. But if for the sake of argument, we're going to say that he is alive, but now we have to look ahead at WandaVision and mm -hmm. we have to look at things like metaphysics and whether or not you believe Vision has a consciousness, a sense of self, uh, and a soul. Mm. So really, next chapter, do souls exist? I like to think so, but I've dated some people that would say otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> and have proven to me otherwise. We've done many a comedy show in front of audiences that would <laughs> make us think otherwise. They've, they've destroyed souls right in front of us i've certainly <laughs> yeah. felt the soul sucked out of me right if souls can die if souls can be obliterated <laughs> from a quiet audience yes. does that that must mean souls existed to begin with <laughs> tuesday night at 8 p.m in any comedy club in hollywood will destroy anyone's soul <laughs> if it's alive so when it comes to souls the existence just the simple existence of a soul is something that is hotly debated yes. because there is really no real scientific evidence of any of us having souls Mm. Now, you may have heard that whole 21 grams argument, right? In which this doctor, Dr. Duncan McDougal in Massachusetts throughout the early 1900s said he would weigh human bodies shortly before and shortly after death and conclude that there was an unexplained difference in weight of 21 grams, mm. which 
no one ever asked a follow-up question there. It's like, wait, slightly before death? Uh, what were you doing yeah. with those bodies where you're just like, are you close? Get on the scale. <laughs> quick, 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 quick. I smell the shit. Oh, um, good gold date. And then he stabs him and he's like, ah, 21 grams left. Well, look at that. You're losing weight. That's wonderful. Bye-bye, soul. Have fun in heaven. You're so light. You're going to have a great summer, buddy. <laughs> but on top of that, the experiments, like most experiments in the early 1900s, were bullshit. Mm. Many other scientists looking back on this pointed out that there's just a lot of gaps in the research one of them being the fact that the human body heat tends to rise at the moment of death due to fluids not being cooled uh, air and blood and stuff by passing uh. through the lungs and that naturally cools our, our air as it flows through so that causes the the heat to stay where it is in the body and it causes heat all over the body in the bloodstream to rise very slightly and cause slightly more moisture evaporation mm through our uh, epidermis. So that's just how it happens. And then that slight moisture loss is can what account to 21 grams uh, or so. God, I wanted that to be the soul. You know, we, we did want it to be the soul. We wanted it to be true. Like many things in the realm of belief versus science, it's just, you know, it informs a different part uh, of our <laughs> imaginations. And yeah, the whole thing of a soul, it's not something that's really grounded in science anyway. It's uh, in religious and spiritual belief. Like when we identify who someone is, their personality or self. We're not really referring to anything grounded in science. We're referring to maybe their memories, their associations that their brains have formed over their lifetimes, our, our past uh, inside jokes, our moment of connection, uh, uh, experiences we had together, things that inform your personality. It's really linked to your memory. Hmm. And um, yeah, people whose brains have been damaged by strokes, Alzheimer's, other diseases, they are described to have tragically lost really their sense of self, the thing that made them them because if you lose your memory it's tough it's you're you're kind of not the same person anymore however I don't think it's fair to say those people are soulless because no. those people in many cases are capable of bringing joy into the world, finding new hobbies, bringing all kinds of uh, wonder and comfort, and they're still people. Yes. And I think we can attribute that persistence, that that innate need for all human beings to want to connect with each other as a soul. If you're going to take the religious side of it and just make it a humanistic argument that all human beings want to be happy. We mm -hmm. want to connect with each other. Uh, we want to find these moments of joy, even if it's not attached to a, a lifetime of memories. You could say that is what a soul is. Mm. I, I mean, it's it's how I've described it because you know, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this. Yeah, right? sure. Like, is it something that comes from heaven? Maybe that's what you believe. That's totally fine. Yeah. Uh, if it's from a, a higher power imbues all of us with this uh, or it's just something that like we discover throughout our lives and it drives all of us together as opposed to apart from each other now um the cynical problem with that definition is it is externally applied mm. it is kind of in the eye of us observers sure. and if you're going to be a jerk about it you could say that that definition could apply to all animals having souls and sure. you know some people would say well my pet has a soul my dog is going to heaven but um do, you know you could personify a jellyfish and they aren't making cute animated movies about all jellyfish going to heaven eric in fact i would be pretty certain most jellyfish go to hell where they belong <laughs> absolutely the finding nemo they they personified all those sea creatures not a jellyfish yeah. they were just like a wall of stingers that almost killed dory yep. the same could be said for any kind of like a personality connection you might have with any kind of technology ai mm. um, alexa siri the robot girlfriend i built in college he doesn't mean that baby he doesn't mean that. Mm. Sorry, she's mad now. She heard what you said. 
she's always hearing what I'm saying. <laughs> and, you know, continuing the, the asshole argument, just because Wanda loves Vision does not mean Vision has a soul. Mm. Uh, a lot of people love their sex toys and blow up dolls. That doesn't mean those things are going to heaven. You know they ain't making through those pearly gates. I don't think my, my vintage Playboys are going to be up there in my golden condo in heaven when I die. <laughs> it's just a condo. It's a beautiful golden condo. I got four, four roommates, but it's a great condo. <laughs> it's 450 square feet, one parking spot, <laughs> utilities not included. But they all have street cleaning only once a month. That's so right. You don't exactly. Have to you get it. Yeah. <laughs> Despite all this, I would say... You know, it's a big concession for me to say this. Mm. I think Vision's AI consciousness does suggest he has an inner world, at least as much as the other <laughs> Avengers do. Mm. That guy's capable of reasoning. He's capable of empathy. You know, so what we dis- what we consider to be a soul, that character in the MCU has as much of a soul Yay! as Tony Stark or mm. Captain America or Thor mm. or Nebula or Gamora or Thanos or any of these people do. And if we're trying to identify what part of Vision that soul is contained in, it's obviously not the human tissue. It was just skin grafts in a petri dish before it became a part of him. It's not the vibranium. Even though the vibranium does have some spiritual qualities, it is not the vibranium because Cap's shield does not have a, a soul. It's not Thor's lightning, though there is magic contained in it. It is Thor's lightning itself does not contain any kind of sentience. Vision's self must be somewhere between Jarvis and the Mind Stone. Mm. Now, the Avengers and Shuri believe that extracting the Mind Stone itself in Infinity War would preserve Vision's identity. Like, maybe they thought that he would have reserved enough, like, soul charge in his body so that he could live on without his cosmic ah, battery. Yes. But, you know, when Thanos ripped out the Mind Stone, we, we never really got to see whether that would have worked. Uh, Vision turned gray and lifeless. Right. And I would say, based on that, he clearly needed that stone. Yeah. And if he can rearrange his molecules and face shift but not bypass the circuitry of his stone based on that and really the fact that Paul Bettany has played Vision way differently than the way he played Jarvis Mm -hmm. and we also have to look at the fact that Vision's consciousness return in WandaVision comes with the Mind Stone in his head once more if he didn't need it why would he have it behold the atheist's nightmare I think we have to conclude that what we identify as Vision's soul the organic component that allows him to grow and to change into love is at least inextricably linked to the Mind Stone. Mm. I I think it's also linked to his connection with Wanda. They both had their powers derived from that stone in particular. Mm. There was that moment in Infinity War where she can kind of sense what the Mind Stone is doing and she's like, I only feel you. Mm -hmm. And I think when she says, I only feel you, she's referring to that connection through the Mind Stone. That informs their love. I think we're going to see more of this in WandaVision. So, based on that, the fact that the Mind Stone is objectively destroyed in the present universe. the stones to destroy the stones. Maybe not in an Elseworld universe, but in the present MCU. That means whatever form of vision we're now seeing in WandaVision, including what we're going to call his soul for argument's sake, must be a projection from within Wanda's mind mm. or all of reality itself being manipulated to make Vision capable of existing ah, once more. okay. So when it comes to answering the question of is Vision really alive? How is he alive again? Does he have a soul? Here's what we can conclude. Vision was as much alive as a virus is. He only ever had as much of a soul as a vibrator does. Ah. And in WandaVision, he's probably Wanda's imaginary friend. You are fully functional, aren't you? I am programmed in multiple techniques. Oh, what a cheerful little sentiment to go into our (laughs) Thanksgivings. Gotta go blow my brains out now. (laughs) 
<laughs> I just spent the past 15 or so minutes finding a, a metaphysical, a spiritual, a religious, and a scientific basis to, again, insult Vision's existence. <laughs> yeah, you got him. Listen, if there's one thing we can take away from this, it's Vision forever. Come as long as you want, Wanda, because yeah. no one's really going to know or care. Ain't nobody got time for that, Wanda. Just do it on your own time away from us. <laughs> well, uh, we want to move on to some people who helped us make this episode, starting with our friends at Coors Light. Mm. Oh. So these days, everything really is go, 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 hustle and bustle. It's kind of a lot. You need a moment to just turn off for a little bit. That's where our sponsor Coors Light comes in handy. So when I really need to just turn off and let the day float away, binging reality TV for 90s movies I've seen 200 times, I just want to do it all with a Coors Light. Mm -hmm. Born in the Rocky Mountains of Colorado in 1978, Coors Light is a refreshing, crisp, and only 102 calories. Mm -hmm. Coors Light is brewed with a three-step cold process, so it's actually made to chill damn now when i'm taping this tommy yes. it is in the morning ah, hours yes. but you know what uh, i start my days real early here at new rock stars mm -hmm. i've been working for six hours so it is five o'clock somewhere yeah time to drink up and i wish i had a Coors light in front of me but i'm woefully unprepared but i assure you this has put a thought into my head and much like vision uh my soul will only be manifested by drinking a six pack of Coors light tonight and i might be in the imagination of elizabeth olsen as well god knows i'm on her mind she must be thinking about me i think we're all in the imagination of elizabeth olsen yeah. she's capable of imagining this whole world we're in her tommy westfall extended universe yes and we're better off for that absolutely all right so this is why Coors light is the one we choose when uh we need a moment of chill mm -hmm. so when you want to reset reach for the beer that is made to chill you can have Coors light delivered by going to get.coorslight.com and finding local delivery options near you celebrate responsibly Coors brewing company golden colorado Dab. We also want to thank our friends at Calm for helping us make this episode. One of the most powerful ways to improve your overall health and happiness is to get a good night's sleep. But if your daily routine has changed, it could be harder to fall and stay asleep. That is why we are excited to partner with Calm, the app that is designed to help you ease stress and get the best sleep of your life. Mm. And when you relieve anxiety and improve your sleep, you feel better in every part of your life. Calm has a library of programs designed for healthy sleep like soundscapes, guided meditations, and over 100 sleep stories narrated by soothing voices like Stephen Fry, Laura Dern. Mm. Doesn't that sound great? Call me when they have Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> Time to go to sleep! Shut your eyes and go to bed! I am Iago! <laughs> so over 85 million people around the world use Calm to take care of their minds and get better sleep. 85 million people are like, Stephen Fry, put me to bed, daddy. Come on now. I don't need Laura Dern to whisper me to sleep, but I would like her to choke me till I pass out. I don't know if that's an indictment on Calm or an advertisement for them. Just a fact about me. <laughs> oh, and for listeners of this show, Calm is offering a special limited time promotion of 40% off all Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash big question. That is 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library and new content is added every week. Get started today at calm.com slash big question. That's calm.com slash big question. Bang. Love it. Bang energy. <laughs> bang, bang energy also sneaking its way bang in. Bang energy. <laughs> All right. Now we got to move on to a bite-sized question that Tommy's going to take for us. You ready, man? Yeah. Hell yeah. This comes from Flash T-Man from Discord asking... And I'm quoting him exactly. So I know the stones were destroyed and all, but the stones' abilities have also been given to a few people. Mm. Whose power is derived from the stones? 
Also, could those people being around mean the stone's presence has never left the universe they mm, occupied? Great question. Very good question. Great. On brand with what we were talking about with the Mind Perfectly Stone. Perfectly timed question from the old Discord. Those are my people. Let's talk about this in, in terms of how we would explain it to a child. Vision was powered by the... Mind Stone. Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver were activated by the Mind Stone. Captain Marvel was powered by the Space Stone. Those are all Infinity Stone connections we know about so far. The Infinity Stone. Listen, this is what we know. The Infinity Stones emit gamma radiation according to Banner and Endgame, which, let's face it, he's smart, he's strong, he's big. Let's listen to him. I trust him. And I trust you. Gamma radiation compared to alpha radiation or beta radiation, you beta males, is not a particle of the radioactive substance, but an electromagnetic wave of energy that causes the atomic structure of its mass to destabilize. We get in cray cray with these gamma waves. So uh -huh. it's not like Carol Danvers has tiny pieces of the space stone floating around inside of her. The space stone radiation that washed over her was one step removed from the space stone itself. And that radiation in her cells is not infectious with the same cosmic energy that direct exposure to the stone would give. So it's, uh, you know, she's mm. like got a dusting of space stone energy on her. Right, right, right. You know, like me, I have a dusting of crystal meth on me at all times. <laughs> and that's what makes me so vibrant. It's like glitter. You can't get rid of that's it. That's right. And it's great for crafting. So... <laughs> Well, we may learn that MCU characters possess powers that were derived from the Infinity Stones. No new cases of stone-produced powers are going to occur going forward. The stones are destroyed, reduced to atoms. They're done. That's it. No new cases. We don't have the yeah. data. You can't prove to me the stones are infecting people right now. The stones are a hoax. It's like saying, like, oh, I got uh, warmed by a light bulb, you know, so, like, I'm still feeling a bit warm, mm. and the light bulb itself is gone. Yes. It's like, yeah, I might still feel warm. Yes. I might be warmer overall going forward. Yes. But, like, I, I, that doesn't mean pieces of that light bulb are, are breathed in and in my lungs and destroying my lung tissue. Yeah. I'm just remembering moments that we had lightsaber duels with the you know those two yeah oh, hell yeah absolutely yeah, so we'll see i mean maybe some flashbacks right we might see some flashbacks and reveal yeah. other characters like i was created with the power stone years ago i mean it's a it's a comic book movie things can come back and go away and be changed and be explained in in a matter of minutes we can go from having one thing be an absolute truth to another thing so the best answer yeah. is probably as of right now it's done Ask me in two movies. So as much of uh, something's radiation could exist in the universe does not mean that thing itself is still around right. in the universe. Great question. Uh, and we have time for one final box scraps question. <laughs> have uh, in, Never not funny. In, <laughs> it's good. Staying true to this idea of whether or not vision is an animate object or whether he's a, a self and a soul. Mm. Have you ever given a possession, an inanimate object, uh, an identity or personality? You know, I'm not like a big name your car and give them a gender and like slap your boat on the ass and call her good girl or anything like that but like <laughs> i have i've assigned like temperaments to things like oh that tv is stubborn okay so my uncle my uncle bob has this theory that you have to be gentle with slot machines in order to get them to pay out 
He's like, you can't push the buttons or pull the arm hard. It won't pay that way. You have to pull it like gingerly and make sure that the machine is not agitated because they punish you for doing that. I would say that's the closest thing I've given an identity or personality to. I've certainly assigned like luck to items, you know, like I've yeah, said like this yeah, is yeah. like, but I would say mainly anything I, I give a possession, an identity or personality to is to explain its shitty behavior. Yeah. Oh, my computer keeps overheating because it's so turned on by all the porn I watch or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. What about you? Um, I used to really be into Legos as a kid. Mm-hmm. I was one of the kids who had like like an entire table in his room that was just for a Lego metropolis mm. that I built. Like I had a city and I would, I was the kind of kid who didn't go just get the cool new Lego ships that they would, cause they started as star Wars Legos mm-hmm. uh, when I was a kid. But like, I would, I would be like, mm, do you have any Legos that are just a city block street <laughs> flat? Do you have like and a would- cul-de-sac? <laughs> Honestly, yeah. And I'd be like, ooh, we got to go to this Walmart because this Walmart specifically has like, you know, the 180 by 180 uh, one. And I would get so excited when I saw this. I'm like, yes, and I can can expand my city now. Uh, (laughs) And I would just get like the little baby crates because they just had raw bricks in Mm. there. Mm Because otherwise you got to find, you know, bricks from other things. Right. Yeah, I was an idiot. But like (laughs) I would build this town out. I'm like, this will be a city hall. This will be a veterinarian office. Uh, And I like started to do city planning uh and anytime i got in fights with my sister she would take one look at that and be like all right and just swipe it off the <laughs> table because she knew i would spend hours yes being like, this, this is the mayor this is his stepdaughter <laughs> he's on he, the mayor is being indicted on racketeering charges right now <laughs> yeah and she could hear me muttering to myself oh, as i was yeah. like doing oh, their voices i, and, I was a big time like self-talker with, when it came to toys when i was a kid like whole elaborate scenarios uh i had like a, a weird thing where there was like um a part of like i couldn't fit my entire town on the desk so i had to do like uh my nightstand Mm -hmm. and i put like another little town over here and i'm like oh so this is a colony so i wonder if this colony will be granted independence from the (laughs) homeland so i was like but i don't want them to go to war with each other because this colony doesn't have any ships they're gonna get decimated right so i created this whole back and forth of like diplomatic uh peace negotiations they don't have the military infrastructure to defend themselves eric they need to use diplomacy i think the peace truce came from the fact that they were willing to supply um mineral ore Uh. a certain amount of their gdp every year to the homeland that they could be you know Uh, So the fact that I had this level of societal structure that was all in my mind palace, my sister knew that. And she knew like at any point (laughs) she could go in there and just like Godzilla knock something over. And at one point it was like it reached the, you know, Roman peak of its civilization at some point where I had skyscrapers and I had like uh, bridges connecting the skyscraper to monorail system in there. And she I can't remember what it was. I think I ate a couple cookies that she told me I wasn't allowed to eat. And she came in. She's like, did you eat him? And I said, no. No, no. And knowing me, I was probably a little asshole. I was like, well, I, I ate him so you didn't have to eat him fatty or something. <laughs> <mean to her." laughs> uh, shouldn't have done that. No, no, no. Uh, she wrecked it. And I remember seeing the town mayor just like in the wreckage Fiddling. on the ground. Just, Fiddling as the town burned. <laughs> <laughs> Coughing up blood. Like, Eric. Avengers. Avengers. Don't let our deaths be in vain, Eric. <laughs> and then he expired and his eyes just went <laughs> like in the Lego movie. And then I went over. I think I grabbed a chair and I chased my sister around the house. Yes, like, yes. When, oh, when in doubt, boy. chair shots. WWF style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so I think at that point, it's just like, all right, no more. Uh, also, I'm in like eighth grade and I'm having like um, girls visiting my house now. Right, <laughs> right, right. It's for the yeah, best. Uh, she actually did you yeah. a favor by destroying your cities. Yeah. She. So I put them all like in a crate, and then, but I kept like my Lego X-Wing. I'm like, oh, it's still yeah. cool to have this. Of course. Um, <laughs> That's a collector's item, Eric. You must. Yeah. That's how I justify yeah. a house full of baseball cards and action figures at 37 years old. They're not fucking toys. This is Iron Man, okay? <laughs> well, now that we're adults um, doing nerd things, we can. it's okay to buy toys. Yes. It's kind of okay to buy toys and fill our rooms with yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. My sister isn't allowed in here. She no, can't she can't hurt them. you anymore, Eric. You're safe here. No girls allowed! Well, all of our toys are alive, and they thank us for mm -hmm. keeping them safe, including Vision. That is it for this episode <laughs> of The Big Question. Uh, Tommy, thanks so much for joining me this episode. It's been great chatting. My pleasure. I'm glad we ended on a happy note because I was really full of existential dread after the, the big question <laughs> was answered. Uh, you can follow Tommy at Tommy Bechtold. Follow me at EA Voss. Follow New Rockstars. Subscribe to New Rockstars. Hit that notification bell. And subscribe to the Big Question podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. Be kind. Leave us a nice rating and review. And uh, you can support this channel. Get lots of great gift options at our merch store, including this Hi, I'm Eric Voss shirt. Yeah. Oh, this is a good one. Now, People uh, know me as I'm walking around with a mask on Hell outside. Yes. They'll still be able to recognize me <laughs> with this shirt, and they can recognize you as Eric Voss if you. I can't wait. I'm gonna. Be, I'm gonna be ordering one uh, ASAP. Get on it. You can get all this, including a ton of great designs, at NewRocksersMerch.com. Tommy, see you next time, buddy. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>